Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast, a show that is dedicated to educating you on applying science-based training, nutrition, and mindset strategies from some of the top minds in the industry to help you build a leaner, stronger, and more confident self. I'm your host, Jeff Hain. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection podcast. Today is a solo episode. I have a topic I want to go over and then a uh, quick question I got on Instagram that I want to cover real quick. So uh, topic today is going to be a post I made a couple weeks ago on Instagram about reasons why you should spend time away from trying to lose body fat periodically. And then I want to go over, you know, ways that you can, like what to do when you're not like in terms of like your nutrition, like what you need to do during that time when you're not losing body fat. Because again, I think people know how to lose weight, but then they just have no idea how to manage things when they're not actively trying to lose weight. Uh, I think that's a big source of confusion for a lot of people. Um, They know that I think more and more people are realizing that, hey, weight loss is definitely something I can do. But then the problem isn't necessarily the weight loss. It's what happens after that. Um, I've talked about this before with uh, Brandon and Cruz uh, about the reverse dieting. So I, I recommend you looking at that. But I also want to just go over some things that you can do in like a, a maintenance uh, style uh, a diet phase. So let's dive into it. Four reasons why you should spend time away from trying to lose body fat periodically. So we know that when you when you diet for fat loss, you need to be in a calorie deficit. Okay, You need to be expending uh, more energy than you take in. Um, and you can do this through more activity, less food intake, whatever it may be, but we do need to be in a calorie deficit uh, to lose body fat. Um, you can't be in a maintenance or in a surplus and lose body fat. You need to be in, in a deficit. Um, so like I mentioned, this usually requires less calories than you would otherwise normally eat. Um, obviously, that's why, you know, when people do, when they, when they switch to like low carb or keto or like a vegan style diet or intermittent fasting, you know, the, the main thing that's going on there is they're bringing in less calories than they are burning. So they're burning more calories than, you know, they're, they're having to break down their, their body tissue. And usually it's, it's fat tissue that, that goes, especially if you're keeping protein high, we've talked about that. That's obviously super important. So, you know, this, your body needs to use it. It need it, at that point, since you're in a deficit an energy deficit, you need to, your body has to find ways to get that energy that it needs. And, uh, and it's going to use uh, fat mass is is hope is what we're trying to lose when we're losing weight. That's usually what people want. Um, so we want to make sure we do things that cause our body to use fat mass rather than lean body mass uh, as the energy it uses. <clears throat> so the downside with this is, is that there are some downsides that come with it. Um, this isn't just like a uh, things free, right? There's always a price to pay somewhere, no matter what it is, there's just always a price to pay. And so for a calorie deficit, it's, it's some things that we're going to go over today that, that can happen. I do want to give a little caveat here before I dive into this. A lot of people would benefit from losing body fat. Like they definitely, I don't want people to like, think that I'm advocating not losing body fat. I think most people probably would benefit from it and, and need to do it. At, at some point. But the problem is that it's, it becomes a problem when it's the only thing people focus on. Um, like that's their only source of like when they, when they get, when they start working out, it's, Oh, I need to lose weight. I got to lose body fat. Right. Like that's the only thing that they ever focus on. So that that's when it starts to become a, a, a big problem. 
Um, sometimes you just need to take a plan break from fat loss. Uh, again, as we're, I'm going to dive into here a little bit, there's some downsides that come with it that make it tougher over time and just, just aren't great. Um, if you don't take these planned breaks, your body, you're eventually going to take an unplanned break from it. Um, and unfortunately this is accompanied with excess fat gain and, and many other problems too. Um, so again, just like with deloading, you know, you, it's not necessary and you don't have to take one, but if you're training hard and, you, and your training is enough, is, is hard enough to where you're progressing, like eventually you're going to have to take a deload and you're going to take a deload, whether you plan it or not. Um, same thing here with, with eating in a, in a calorie deficit. So one thing we do, and I've talked about this multiple times is we have dedicated phases, uh, to fat loss. Like it's not just, Hey, okay. You want to lose, you want to, um, train with me what you want to be an online uh you want to be an online client like okay let's just try to lose fat forever it's like we're going to go through dedicated phases to losing that and then other times we're going to focus on maintaining or building which allows is is going to allow for more food and and more flexibility and because of this it's going to allow or it's going to have more it's going to have more long-term adherence and sustainability long-term when you don't have to associate you know being in shape and like being fit with, oh, you can only eat uh, low calorie, you can only eat clean foods, right? Like that's just not sustainable for people. And there's that perception that that's kind of what fitness is. You're either a fitness person or you're not, or you're unhealthy. Uh, but we have to find ways to work some of these things in. And so uh, having, having these dedicated phases to fat loss can help with that because again, it gets people away from that mindset of you have to, you have to be super rigid. You can't do anything fun, um, right? Uh, so that's, again, where this long-term adherence sustainability comes in. Um, and so let's dive into the reasons why you want to spend time away from dieting, fat loss dieting. Reason one, your training is going to be way better when you are not in a calorie deficit. Um, since you aren't eating as much, this is going to hamper your training at least slightly. At the very least, it's slightly going to hamper it, um, which over time can, can make a big difference. Um, for some, it it their training takes a hit more than more than others. Okay, so some people just like just don't have great training whatsoever when they're in a calorie deficit. And again, this is going to depend on you know how they react to being in a calorie deficit, how large a calorie deficit is. You know, again, these people that lose that try to lose weight super quick, that usually is going to mean that they're in a large calorie deficit, whether that be through moving a ton, uh, uh, a huge calorie deficit in terms of not eating a lot, or a combination of both, like it is going to affect your training, at least your weight training sessions. And that's in turn is going to hurt your muscle growth, which if you don't have as much muscle, it's not, you're just not going to have as great of a shape or physique that you, that you want. Um, so again, your training is just going to suffer. Uh, but once you take some time to actually eat more, your training is going to skyrocket, especially if you're somebody who's been in a calorie deficit for a long time. And again, the only time you work out is when you're trying to lose weight. And, and that that's again, what you associate getting in shape with is like restriction, um, super hard workouts, like pushing yourself, feeling like crap, you know, and it's just seeing how hard you can work in your training sessions. If you start to eat a little bit more food, I guarantee you, your training is just going to go through the roof. Um, again, by doing this, by, by eating more and your training, your training performance, improving, you're going to build more muscle 
and again, you're going to give your body that shape you're looking for. Uh, and this is where you really change your body. I know people think that losing body, losing body fat, again, to go back to what I said earlier, like people do need to lose body fat, and that is going to improve your uh, appearance. But, you know, just going the fat loss style and, and what usually is accompanied by fat loss, again, low calorie, um, not much weight training, high cardio, low protein, like that's not going to change your body. It's going to get, you're going to look smaller, but it's not going to change the way, like your, the shape of your body is. Again, that's going to come through putting on more muscle. And at some point we need to get more energy. So that way we can perform better in the gym and build more muscle. Uh, reason two, uh, you're going to have more flexibility when it comes to your food choices. This is a big one. I literally just got off the phone with a client who is in a fat loss phase and uh, he started talking about parties coming up, holidays coming up. And I'm just like, I mean, look, at some point, you know, you're going to have to get out of the fat loss phase. We're going to have to go into more maintenance or maybe even a building phase. And, you know, part of the reason is it's, you're just going to have more flexibility uh, with your nutrition and you're going to be able to enjoy tastier foods um, and, and fit those in, right? It's not realistic to always be low calorie because again, you're not going to, that flex, you're just going to be lacking that flexibility. It's going to be very hard to enjoy food and enjoy life when you can only eat a, a certain amount of calories, especially, you know, if you're in the low high uh thousands low two thousands like it's just hard to fit in tasty food and enjoy life when you have to eat restrictive all the time um so again when you eat less you need to be more rigid with your choices unfortunately because again you know you could fit in let's say for example someone's uh fat loss is two thousand calories i mean you could fit in some tasty food but then you're going to be hungry all the time um you're probably going to be low on protein so like it's just hard to, to fit all this in all the time. So taking time away from dieting for fat loss gives you much more flexibility with your nutrition choices. Um, this is not only great physically, but the big one there is mentally. Um, again, having a restrictive mindset for too long is usually what leads you to falling off at some point. Um, I mean, let's face it, the reason you can't stick to it long term is because eventually it's just like, well, this sucks. I mean, I got it. I can't ever have any tasty food. All these people are always eating food in front of me, drinking, doing whatever they want. I can't have any of it. I'm working hard. Like eventually you're just gonna be like, I'm not doing this anymore. It's stupid. Um, and so again, having this restricted mindset for too long is, is you're going to fall off at some point, right? So we, so why not purposely try to get you out of that restrictive mindset? More food equals more flexibility and more flexibility is always great when it comes to nutrition. Um, Less flexibility is good temporarily, but long-term, not good. Reason three, your energy levels are going to increase. Um, when dieting for fat loss, since you aren't eating as many calories, your, your body is going to find ways to conserve energy where it can. Um, this is, something, again, I think this probably happens a little bit more than your people, but it still happens overall when you just lose weight, your, your non-exercise activity thermogenesis, the energy you burn from that goes down. And again, your body just down-regulates that subconscious movement because it's like, well, if you don't have a lot of energy coming in, it has to save it up somehow. And it's going to do it by, again, just down, down regulating those things. So for example, you may not blink as much. You may talk a little bit slower. Um, you may not fidget as much. Like, and, and those are things that you, you don't even know you're doing. Um, so again, like what, what you see happen a lot of times is, uh, you know, people be like, well, I increased my calories and I started to lose weight, but partly is because like you got more energy in. So your body started to move more subconsciously. And again, this might not happen to everyone and it may happen more to others. Like, but either way, increase, like more energy can help you because it's, you know, you're burning more calories. So that that's typically what, 
that's what you'll see a lot of times when people say, oh, I increased my calories and I started losing weight. It's like, well, because you moved more, you had more energy to move um, and whatnot. Um, so again, when you're in fat loss and you're restricting energy, you're in a, you're in a deficit, your body's going to be like, whoa, 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 what's going on here? Uh, we need to slow some things down here. This is not going to be sustainable. Um, you know, we're not getting enough energy. Um, so it, so this leads to lower energy levels. So this is where like, you know, when people start to get like diet fatigue, you know, they'll start to get super tired. Um, they won't want to move as much. And then, you know, you're not moving as much. Or you're not burning as many calories. So it's just kind of this, this tricky uh, trap you can get into. Again, once you start eating more, you're going to feel more energized. So you're going to move more like I was just talking about. Uh, and so, like I said, sometimes this increased energy will lead to higher, higher levels of physical activity. And you can then maintain your weight eating more food. Uh, so that's obviously a benefit of that. Um, you know, moving more is, to me, that's a trade-off that I'm willing to make where, okay, I'm going to move a little bit more so I can eat a little bit more. And, and this is why, too, um, this is kind of off topic, kind of. But this is why with clients, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of tracking steps because if they do get low calorie and like they're at a fat loss plateau, you know, part of it probably is their body has adapted to that calorie amount their their body's slowing down energy or the, it's, it's just finding ways to be more efficient with the energy that giving it. Um, so you're just not burning as many calories for per movement. And one of those ways to like keep that up, uh, is, is maintaining the same amount of like steps. So that way you don't see that go down. Um, it's just a good way to like regulate your physical activity because again, you can't tell somebody to like blink more or fidget more. Like that's only going to work for a little bit and eventually they'll be like, well, this is stupid. I'm not doing that. So that's why I find steps being super helpful there to maintain, to, to keep that activity level high. Um, again, at least to shoot for something to where it's like, if you're not tracking it, you know, it could go down and you don't know. And that's going to be a source of like, that, that could be where a plateau is coming in, but you're not tracking that. So you don't know for sure. Um, so that's why I love tracking steps. I think it's super helpful for clients to do that, uh, especially during fat loss phases. But even for maintenance of weight, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Reason four, and the last one, it's going to speed up your metabolism uh, when you get out of a deficit. And the last, uh, you know, the last reason I gave, I mentioned more calories can lead to an increase in activity levels. Uh, getting out of a fat loss diet uh, can also increase your metabolism through one, more activity. Like I talked about, you're moving more now because you have more energy, so you're going to be burning more calories. Um, more food's going to be eaten. So uh, your body does use energy to absorb and digest food. So when you're not bringing in as much food, that does get lowered a little bit. So once you start eating more, that's going to bounce back up again. Um, and also get having more food in again can uh, aid in lean body mass gain, which is going to increase your energy expenditure. So you know, indirectly, it's going to, by increasing your, your food intake and getting out of a calorie deficit is actually going to speed up your metabolism, which again, um, is, is good because in, in today's world, we have to, we have to find ways to, uh, work around, you know, this, uh, this environment that we're in where it's, it just, is, it, it's, uh, you know, it's, it just causes weight gain because obviously you don't have to move much. The food we eat is just very calorie dense. Um, and so it's super easy to, or it's just really hard to diet on low calories in today's world. And, um, so yeah, that's really the point here of this is we want to try to speed up that metabolism, getting out of being in a fat loss phase all the time. So again, there's a time and place for fat loss. However, you are shooting yourself on the foot. If that is your only focus all the time, again, it's good to do that. And I think you need to focus. You know, chances are you probably need some body fat, but again, if that's your only focus, 
you're going to get yourself in trouble. Um, so taking some time away from it periodically. Uh, and when you do that, watch your body change. So I, I kind of want to switch gears here and talk about, okay, so, all right, so great. So what do I do now that I've transitioned out of a fat loss diet? Like what, what are some things that I, that I need to do? So again, when you, when you lose weight, like your body, again, we need, we want to start to add some calories back in because otherwise, you know, it's going to be your, your body just again adapts to that. So some things that usually happen too, on top of what I just talked about is some, some diet fatigue that comes along. It's going to be things like hunger, cravings, low energy levels, lower training performance, lower sex drive, fixation on food. These are, this is probably a sign that you need to get out of, you need to add in more calories. Um, a good time frame uh, to stay in a maintenance phase is eight to 12 weeks. Like. So for example, if you did like an eight week fat loss, maybe four weeks is good. If you did a 12 week fat loss, maybe like six weeks is six weeks is good. Um, but yeah, uh, again, the longer you diet, the more weight you lose, uh, it increases this need for this, this maintenance phase. Um, so here's some tips on how to transition out of your fat loss diet. So the first one is keep tracking as you were, um, a big mistake I see clients make once they are done dieting for fat loss is they will go from tracking everything to then they don't track anything. Uh, this is going to be a recipe for a disaster. Um, you know, it, hunger cravings are going to go up the longer you diet and the more weight you lose and, and the leaner you are. So the leaner you are, uh, the more weight you lose, your, your hunger and cravings are going to go up. So your body's going to want to eat more after you get out of a fat loss diet. And it's going to create, and the types of foods it's going to crave are these calorie dense foods. You know, it's going it, to, your brain's going to be like, I want, the, the food that is going to give me as much energy as possible. And again, what are those? It's again, your calorie dense foods, things that are going to be high in fats and carbohydrates, ice cream, pizza, your tasty foods like that, cookies. And so if you're not tracking, you're pretty much ensuring that you're going to overeat during this time. Um, so it's important to continue tracking your food as you had been. We at least want to track for at least two to three weeks following the diet. Um, I'd say that it, that's at the minimum. Um, you want to keep your meal timing and, and meals per day the same for at least the first two to three weeks. Uh, so you, you want to try to keep everything as, as similar as possible. Just because you're done with fat loss doesn't mean you're done dieting and paying attention to your diet. Um, so just to give an example, I had a client that went through a fat loss phase. They had the same meals most of the time, and they also ate the same time every day. Um, once they got done, though, uh, with the fat loss diet, they changed everything up. And all these changes at once caused them to eventually not plan anything because it was just, it was just too much change at that time. Um, so again, our natural instinct once we're done with fat loss dieting is to not track and eat whatever. Uh, and, and, and again, if you just listen to your body like during this time where it's like, okay, I've been tracking, I just want to kind of listen to my body now. It's going to tell you to eat and eat and eat. So you have to be careful there. Um, so by keeping things as similar as you did during your fat loss phase. Uh, you want to, you want to try to keep things as similar to your fat loss phase, um, in this, in this post diet period. However, one thing you want to do is you want to slowly start to add more carbs and fats to your diet. Um, so if you keep everything the same, right, you keep your same meal structure. Now you can start to add a little bit more to those meals. Um, so for example, if your lunch was six ounce chicken breast, asparagus and half cup of rice, um, and then once you transition out of the fat loss diet, you can just add another half cup of rice to the meal. Um, let's say, for example, you did three-fourths cups of oats, half serving of peanut butter, half cup of skim milk, protein powder. You know, so you did that on your fat loss. When you're transitioning out, maybe instead of 
of three-fourths cup, you're doing one cup of oats, uh, three-fourths serving of peanut butter, one cup of 1% milk and protein powder, right? You're just making those small changes. You're just adding some more calories to that. meal. You're not adding in new foods, just a little bit more portions to it. And <clears throat> again, this adding in more food is going to obviously add calories, which is going to help you get rid of that diet fatigue that you built up. But the big thing here is it, it also limits how much salt you have to go into your meals. Um, just because again, when you start to think about it, you're probably, if you don't have a plan and you're just going to kind of wing it, you're again, you're going to probably, uh, drift towards those, those more calorie dense, tasty foods that again, your body's craving. Uh, ideally we would keep junk food out for at least two to three weeks. Uh, another big mistake is uh, once they're done with their fat loss diet, they think they can eat whatever they want. Right. Um, this is a big thing here. So we want to keep junk food out because you're hungry and your body is craving these energy dense foods. So what happens, you tend to overeat these foods um, and they don't really keep you full so that calories can really add up quickly. And again, because of this, these types of foods leaving you wanting more and more. Um, now in saying that, I understand that it's probably not practical to keep junk food out completely. So some tips to help with this, to limit your calorie dense foods, uh, after the diet, limit it to one to two meals per week. Um, slow down when you're eating those. Pair it with veggies and protein. Uh, drink a glass of water before the meal and then try to eat until satisfied, not stuffed. Um, after the initial two or three weeks of transitioning out of the fat loss diet, uh, you can start to incorporate more uh, energy-dense foods. And you know maybe you start to do two to three meals rather than one to two, right? Slowly add these things back in. But don't just go straight into, okay, diet's over. No plan for the day. All right, I'm going to eat this, this, and this. You're going to eat more calorie-dense food. You're going to overconsume calories, guaranteed. Another big thing, keep your activity levels up. Um, again, meat goes down, uh, like we talked about, during fat loss. Um, and that obviously makes fat loss tougher over time. Uh, again, you're, that's your body just kind of down-regulating energy, being more efficient with the energy. Uh, and uh, studies have shown that one of the most common habits of long-term weight loss maintainers is a high level of physical activity. So taking both of these into consideration, uh, it's a good idea to keep your activity levels up following your fat loss diet. Again, once most people are done with their fat loss diet, they usually stop dieting, and then they also like just cut back on physical activity, right? Doing high amounts of cardio, dieting, Oh, diet's over, fat loss, diet over. I hit this whatever goal, number goal that you want. Well, now I can just go back to what I was doing before. Well, what's going to happen is you're going to slowly see that weight creep up. Um, so again, we want to continue to focus on steps. I talked about the importance of the step count. Uh, so if a client was doing 10K steps at the end of their fat loss diet, they're going to continue to do that for at least two or three weeks following. Maybe it's not 10K, maybe it's 9K, but they're going to be doing pretty much the same amount. And then the big thing here, uh, the last thing we want you to do, keep lifting weights. Again, following a fat loss diet, it may be a good idea to cut back on the volume doing resistance training wise, but you still need to make sure you're at least training two or three times per week. Um, again, if you can follow through on these for at least two or four weeks following your fat loss diet, you're going to set yourself up for long-term weight maintenance. The longer you can do these, the better. Um, you know, here, I think the, the, the trick is getting out of that mindset of being 100% on or 100% off. Um, again, just getting out of that trap of thinking once a weight loss portion of your diet is done, that means you just stop doing so. Like you're just done, right? There's no, there's no end point here with all this. Like that, that's, that's probably your problem is you think that it's, you have to be hundred percent on or hundred percent off. And that leads to this weight loss, weight gain, weight loss, weight gain. You just end up spinning your wheels over time. 
working super hard to do the same thing, except it probably is getting a little bit harder each time to do the same thing. Um, just like dieting for fat loss is a skill, learning how to maintain it and transition, transition out of a fat loss uh, is also a skill that needs to be learned. So uh, again, this is something I try to really teach to clients is like, look, this is a skill just like fat loss dieting is like, it's a super important skill because this is something that you can do forever. So uh, again, in, in the, the longer you can, the, the more you can like stay on top of things after your fat loss diet, again, the, the easier it's going to be to maintain that. Um, and, and the longer you do it, the more these things are going to become a habits. Um, so yeah, if you need more help on this, this is uh, obviously a super important part of the dieting process and really your overall physique in general. So um, I, I urge you to get some sort of coaching, whether that be for me or somebody else, but having somebody coach you through this, this part of it, especially if you're somebody who, again, you lose, you lose weight, you do well, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're up five pounds, and then you lose weight, and then you're up five more pounds from the previous one. It's just a slow weight gain over time, but you're working hard to get it down. And again, it's, it's your approach to it, and again, thinking that there's an end goal to this or an end point to it. Um, and having a coach can just be super helpful. So I urge you to at least work with a coach for at least a little bit of time to, to get this figured out. Um, again, any coach will do, but obviously, um, you know, I, I, uh, I'm going to push you towards working with me. So again, my one coaching, I'll link that in the um, show notes uh, as a way to, again, just learn how to maintain. So lastly, I had a uh, question the other day and it was about timing of creatine and like, oh, okay. So if I, take my creatine on, on non-training days? Do I have to time it on that day? And the cool thing with creatine is you literally don't have to time it ever. You can take it whenever you want. Um, there's studies that show that there might be a slight benefit of taking it after a workout. Um, but again, it's not a big deal. So the biggest thing with creatine is you need to take it daily um, for it to have benefit. So you just want to find a time that you know you're going to stick to. Uh, <clears throat> So whether that be in the morning, in the afternoon, after you work out, before you work out, before you go to bed, whatever it may be, you just want to find time that is consistent um, from day to day. Uh, and like I mentioned on my uh, Instagram, for habit formation, I think it's also important to take it at the same time each day because you know, the more you do it, the more you're likely you're going to continue to do it. It's like, oh, I need to get my creatine in, right? Whereas if one day you take it in the morning, then you take it in the evening, take it in the afternoon, like you're not able to get to make it a habit. You're going to probably miss days. Um, so... Just for sake of habit formation, staying consistent when you take it is, is probably important for that reason. But there's not going to be any like added benefit if you take it after your workout or anything like that. So take it whenever. Um, again, creatine is a supplement that you're not going to notice like right when you take it. It's not like caffeine. You take it, you're like, oh, damn, I'm up to go. Let's go. It's going to be one that you're just not going to notice it, um, unfortunately. But you just have to take it and just trust the process that it works. So that's it for this episode. Um, if you guys have any questions on this, please send me an email or reach out to me on Instagram. Either way, uh, love to talk about this topic. I think it's super important. Um, so that's all I got for you guys this week. Uh, any other questions, let me know and we will chat next week. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at jeffh91 underscore or visit jhhealth.net. See you next time.